0: Primary ignition. This is Star Wars.
1: Look out. Core.
0: You may fire
2: when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Greg Kondak, and you're listening to Core World News, your whole net news show for in-depth coverage and analysis of the latest stories from around the galaxy. Welcome to a fistful of Beskar special. Now be your host, Ben Adam, to review the trailer for The Mandalorian Season 2.
1: All right. uh, Thank you, Grex. Really appreciate you uh, ringing us in there. Um, Thank you all for listening to us and welcome to new listeners um, that are just joining us. Um, We're glad to have you. Um, So, yeah, we've been talking about this trailer for the past month, like hoping that it would drop every week and it finally dropped.
0: I was I was eight hours off by my prediction. Oh, really? I thought it was gonna be Monday night during Monday night football because it was mm. on because it was on ESPN, which is Disney owned. Yeah. And then you had pointed out that I think the f- this coming Monday was going to be ESPN and ABC, which is like yeah. double your a Disney bucks. But yeah. nope, they dropped it on a Tuesday morning for <laughs> reasons. Well, I think actually what happened is a lot of the um, artwork leaked online. Did you see that from the from like from the from the trailer? So I think they might have jumped the gun because they were afraid uh. that gonna get leaked.
1: Oh, interesting. I mean, they did the, what was it, Esquire interview? Or I don't know who had, I don't I forget which uh,
2: article. Oh, I think
0: it was EW. uh, Oh, EW, okay. have done a
2: sneak peek, I think, the week before the trailer dropped.
0: Yeah, Yeah. and And then.
2: I knew it it was coming, but I, I also was blindsided by it. I was out there and I was like, yeah, when did that release? That I happen? was
0: in a I was in a class, which is always what seems to happen with these with these trailers. I mean, the driving to work or I'm in class when these trailers come through. So I got your texts while I'm in a class trying to talk talk to students and also trying not to be like, well, you know, I could probably put them in a the breakout groups for a few minutes and let them do their own work and watch this trailer. Yeah. And I may have done that. Oh, wow. <laughs> Using the power
1: there, Adam. I love it. That's <laughs> good. Great. They, Can he... you turn yourself up a little bit? Thanks, buddy. Small, small. Does that, group work? does that sound better, guys? Yeah, that's the sultry voice I like to hear. Yeah,
2: I I, I loved this trailer, guys. Like, when, yeah. when you see that ship, you know, on fire, it feels like they're on the ropes. It feels like the second season is going to be full of peril and adventure and uh, swashbuckling and, and bounty hunter, you know, uh, uh, and, you know, uh, travels across all these planets, hunts, things like that um it looked cool and then the music just stood out to me like when when yeah me too had a Lucasfilm logo like it's just a didgeridoo just like bellowing and I was like this is special this is gonna be a really fun trailer yeah. and it was like I thought the entire the trailer design the structure how it revealed virtually nothing was was so smart like it was one of the best trailers I've seen for a season of tv in a long time just for any show at, at that matter because uh it just didn't reveal a lot which I thought was really smart
0: yeah it seems to be suggesting where the plot is going, but that's just based on the voiceover that we got at the very end of last season, right? Like that's just the art that's the voiceover from the armor from last season. So like I love the fact that they give us nothing new verbally or vocally or, or with with words. and yet you know, it seems to be suggesting where it's going. um one of my one thing I noticed is remember the first uh the first trailer gave us one corn? What's better than one corn? Thirty uh, or uh, something? Yeah, being on Moncala, possibly? <laughs> right? We're, we're probably that's that's my. There's so many things that are cool about this trailer, and I'm gonna jump. We're gonna jump into them, but the one takeaway is like, are we gonna get Moncala? Because it sure looks like it. That's a lot of corns, but anyway, definitely a yeah. water world, which is cool.
1: Yeah, actually, and Grant, you know, the, for me, the the music popped out as well. It's actually uh, throat singing. I, I think yeah. it's Mongolian throat singing, uh, not did, which sounds a lot like didgeridoo. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was uh, Throat Singers, which is
2: that's impressive. an interesting, That's awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm saying Mongolian because most thr- song throat singers are from there, but it's from a lot of places. And it just sounds better when you say Mongolian throat singing.
2: But that was cool, uh, right? Like we hadn't we hadn't yeah, heard yeah. music like that no. and seen the Lucasfilm logo before this moment was kind of. Yeah.
0: This, yeah, this soundtrack
2: has also... really uh, gone in a really special direction, I think, which is embracing naturalism as well as, like,
0: sure. you know, which is
2: h- c- cinema history and uh, all this kind of stuff.
0: Which it's is Goranson's specialty. So it's glad. To, I'm glad to see that he's doing yeah. just more of it, right, and and bringing in more unique things.
1: Yeah, and vectoring off into a new direction I think is great. Yeah, We didn't even really get the classic um, motif until the very, very end, and it's yeah. only even, like, with that. So if he, like, I mean, I would... Sub- expect Gorenson to double down and then really go in a new direction for the next season and really come up with new you know new motifs and exciting new stuff um and really flex his muscles i mean i mean i would hope for that um even if he didn't do it if he just like repeated what he did before it'd be fine but i think you know we we just got the sort of first chapter of of the mandalorian story and they really you know he leaned on the you know the sergio leone uh, ennio morricone angle there and um, yeah, so uh, that's going to be exciting. Hopefully, it's it's a sign of things to come. There, um, also, yeah, definitely. Speaking,
2: the, speaking of leaning into things, like, they, yeah. like this season seems to be leaning into the lone the Lone Wolf and Cub template. Yeah, oh yeah, more so than yeah. the first season. Like this show is is very much. It's in the logo. Parallel you almost of Lone Wolf and Cub. It's it's a very similar story.
1: Yeah, I and mean, it's right in the logo in the uh, the middle A there. It's it's the Mandalorian and the um and baby Yoda in his pod. Or even yeah. like walking or something. And so it's this like, is
2: the way. I mean, that is the story, is the right? Yeah. It's yeah. Those two. Uh which is fascinating. And I'm just gonna go back and watch, you know, uh uh all the Lone Wolf and Cub films and read the manga and all that stuff, just to see if there's anything in there that might be interesting that might uh match up with what's going on in this in this second season. Because it looks like that's what this is. It looks like an adventure. Yeah with those two traveling across the galaxy. I don't know if he's only in search of you know Yoda species or or the Jedi for that matter trying to return Yoda to them. I don't know if that's the quest. I think that might be a little misleading in the trailer. I, I, think, yeah, I think I Mendo think and, and Yoda are doing many other things in this season. I think there's people probably chasing yeah. them. There's there's probably a lot going on that we, we don't know about. So, I'm yeah. excited to see all the the kind of entanglements that they're in in this second season.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to have competing storylines. I think we talked maybe a bit about this last week, the week before, where I think there's definitely going to be the quest to find the child's, where the child belongs. And I think that also can mean multiple things, right? As we talked about, does it mean the Jedi? Does it mean his species? Does it mean the cloners? Does it mean the Mandalorians, right? What does it mean for his, what is his tribe, right? What is, what are his people? Um, Because the armor even says that, right? Like as much as she starts talking about, um, you know, that There's a tale of space wizards, basically. She does say something along the lines at the beginning of, you know, you have to bring two to his people, and he goes, I think, something like, who is that? And she goes, I don't know, right? Like, she doesn't flat out says it, say it's Jedi. She says she doesn't know and then starts talking about the Jedi, right? So it could just be multiple quests. Plus, I think there's going to be the subplot of the, what is Mandalore, where is Mandalore, who are the Mandalorians still, you know, throughout this entire series? What does it mean to be a Mandalorian? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it looks like it can go a lot of different ways. Do we want to uh, get into maybe a little chronological discussion about this thing? Scene by scene? Yeah, let's just do it. I mean, it's, what, 45 seconds. We uh, better get started if we want to finish before tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so first scene, well, we see the uh, uh, Razorcrest drifting through space ominously with its back hatch lolling open. Looks like it's just barely moving at all. Um, uh, So that was over some planet um, or a moon. Cause you can see a planet in the distance over on the horizon of the planet that it's over or moon. Um, and then we see him on the ground on like a pretty grimy urban area. Um, again, I, I I don't usually look at other people's like takes on this, but I wanted to make sure I, I didn't miss a thing. Um, I saw a lot of people talking about Corelia, but I, I wonder if it's Coruscant. It would be, cause I'm trying to think of like, I mean, Corellia is great and all, but like I'm wondering if he's going to hit like major Skywalker saga locales as he's looking for the Jedi. And it would make sense to me that Coruscant would be that, you know, there would at least be a trail there somewhere, Um, you know, maybe the Jedi Temple or something like that.
2: Right. i don't know but he, is he this just wild doesn't. speculation on what this plant on uh, which planet this, this is because i think it could be osis like if have you seen that Remember that planet from um it's in a few different it's in the clone wars i think uh osis i want to say the saga rare episodes are centered around osis and then it's in the older Rep- public the video game it's in the second one i believe oh right Oasis. it's a be- desert world it's a desert world with with some you know uh, uh Spires and structures and things like that. There are some cityscapes in, on the desert planet, so it's it's not like Tatooine, in that there's just these yeah these kind of stone you know cities, uh, yeah, one story yeah. like, cities. It's more so they there are actual large edifices.
0: I have a feeling because it's you know it's Filoni and Filoni likes references, but he also likes more of the subtle references, right? Some of the lesser known. That I don't think we're going to get a lot of legacy planets. I I, I feel like. I feel like they're they're they don't like to go down that route too much. It felt it felt odd to me that we saw Tatooine in the first season because that was really the only that was the only legacy planet we had in the first season, right? Am I forgetting anything?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure that's it. Navarro um, is new. The other, yeah. The, the other planet is new, uh Satun or Sartu or yeah. whatever. That's the yeah the um yeah we have all
2: new chapters, locations except uh, for tatooine I believe. right
0: and, it, and yeah. it sure looks like i mean we can't say for certain but we saw a, ta- a tuscan raider and a, and a bantha we'll get to that scene so i'm guessing we're going back to tatooine unless they're going to pull like a thing where yeah. jawas are all like same people are also on different planets so my guess is this is probably either a brand new planet or as great you were suggesting kind of a a reference to a lesser known planet but i would not expect a Corellia. but i love this idea of a, a coruscant revisit
1: yeah i I mean now that i'm thinking about it i like i think if he makes it to the core that's going to be like a season three journey yeah
0: yeah um
1: i don't i don't think we're going to get like he's been nibbling around the edges of known space um for most of this and i have a feeling that's where he likes to be he wants to stay out of you know wherever um but we will get later into this thing because they're you know into this uh trailer there are suggestions that he might be going towards the the or at least having dealings with uh interim entities that are the new republic um actually yeah. so it's the the next scene after that them sort of walking through that street the, we see the razor crest flying over dunes and a Tusken raider on a bantha um i mean i have this theory that it's not an accident that we went to uh tatooine in season one it's not an accident that one of the payment methods are calamari flan. I think he was for new viewers. He's laying down, you know, early notes that'll be come back to. And I I think, I I think this is definitely Tatooine. And I think, you know, there might be some Luke Skywalker stuff going on there Um, or Skywalker stuff, period. If he finds out that's where Anakin Skywalker is from, um, so uh, I I'm pretty sure it's Tatooine. And I, I think I mean that's exciting because I mean if you're excited about legacy characters and legacy references like I am, um that that could be an indication there.
2: Well, I think we've yet to see some some real kind of Western uh uh motifs on Tatooine. Like I would love yeah. to see gunslingers, you know, in the desert on Tatooine. We really haven't seen, we got a little bit of that in season one, but right. there's a lot you can do yeah. with Tatooine that I don't think we've taken advantage of yet in live action, I think, in yeah. terms of the, not, but just transposing the Western genre, like, you know, yeah. showing, showing cowboys essentially doing right. more frontiersmanship on Tatooine. I think we, we haven't had enough of that in live action. So I think, I think that's what I think, I think that that's what John Favreau is trying to activate is that, that that kind of story route where you can yeah. explore all those different ideas on tattooing cuz but then again Obi-Wan's coming and I think Obi-Wan's going to be, that's what be that to an extent as well where it's yeah. exploring it, the expanse exploring the frontier of, of the damage. well it might be
0: i mean yeah and I think it might be a little different like I I wouldn't be surprised if we get a um I almost he loves picking up he loves picking old he loves picking old movies and doing a twist on them right we got the seven samurai twists last yes. last season I I keep picturing a high noon twist. Yeah, I mean too, In I season 2. And I think we get a high noon on, on Tatooine somewhere storytelling. Yeah. That might be where we get reintroduced to Boba Fett or the character who has Boba Vanth. Fett Cobb Vanth might be the the yeah. high noon character, right? Like right. I feel like we're going to get that. That or we get an OK Corral, but I think we're going to get a I think we're going to get a high noon.
1: Yeah, those are I mean if if the Cobb Vanth Boba Fett rumors are true, um it would make a lot of sense for it to go down on Tatooine. We spoke about that at length uh last week um so we probably don't need to rehash that too hard yeah. here. but um exciting the tatooine's there um mm-hmm. then after that we get this um water or there i want to say water planet but we're on a harbor um and there's a lot of quaran uh oh wait no no i'm sorry the next planet is the ice planet we see him yeah, there's an ice uh, planet. yeah. Uh, so i mean ideas there ilum was the first thing i thought of which was like where the um oh yeah that's where um
2: stark possibly. possibly well um, yeah but rumors before that, that it
1: was it was where the jedi, jedi. Used crystals for their yeah. lightsabers and and then I th- i'm pretty sure it's canon that star killer uh, that Ilum was turned
0: into Star base. Is it explicit? Because I
2: think it's Im- I you know, don't think it's, it's
0: truly Extremely explicit. heavily implied. implied. <laughs> like it's like it's pretty much canon, but no one is, for some reason had wanted to quote unquote pull the trigger. I'm sure that was something in Lucasfilm saying like, hold off in case we want to do something bigger with it. But yeah, I think they're gonna I think that's gonna be officially canon fairly soon. Yeah. Especially after hidden uh uh Jedi uh fallen order, right? Like right. we saw yeah. that. A little bit well that. that's
2: also what could happen in this is we could get um Moff Gideon and, and Mando, Mando, you know, clashing on a proto Star Killer, you know, like Ilum when the first order are just taking over and install and creating building these
0: installations.
1: Oh yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. might get a crossover there if we did. I, I would actually really like to see that. I mean, we've been wanting to see some of these early seeds of the first order because we just really don't have much backstory on how it was formed. Um, and so to see them sort of breaking ground on Ilum would be interesting. Um, yeah, we,
2: have, we haven't seen the child interact with Kyber either, which yeah. that would, might be very interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Um, it could also be Hoth. Um, you know, they could maybe go yeah. in that. Though we didn't see any sort of structures on that planet. It looked a lot more like Ilum to me with like caves and like fissures of them walking, you know, through ice. Yeah. Uh, there. I also saw, again, not my um, idea, but... Um, there's at the end of season seven of uh Clone Wars, they were uh, I think it's actually Vader that shows up, so it's where Ahsoka's like that her ship crashes and all those like troopers die, and she creates that graveyard and then drops her lightsabers, right? Uh, and then Vader comes back to it later and picks up the lightsaber um at that spot like when I don't know why he ended up back there, but it's covered in snow and ice and that I mean that that's a dark horse too for what it could be.
0: Yeah. I mean I like the Illum choice. And and you know, I think me too. If we are talking Tatooine and Illum, I think your your Coruscant you yeah, know pitch right? becomes more and more more and more likely because if we just have him tracing the jedi right it would make sense that i mean tatooine less so i don't i don't think people are like i don't think the skywalker legacy is strong enough for him to know that tatooine is where the skywalkers came from maybe but i feel like he ends up there because of like grant as you mentioned he was there season one so it makes sense something would draw him back there and then he might inadvertently start figuring stuff out but ilum and and corson makes sense that those would be kind of touch points right that if you started investigating the jedi it would bring you to these areas that also leads me to wonder if do we get a do we get a visit to jedha at some point like the the smoldering rubble that is jedha
1: that would be tough i mean it, they barely can survive on that and didn't it finally implode in that comic like didn't it finally just like die
0: i don't remember i remember that uh johnny two tubes or whatever his name is is still there right benthic like, two tubes becomes two-tubes. a hostile
2: wasteland i think it's yeah
0: like yeah, Go no, ahead.
1: because remember the um, the oh, man, this is my favorite quote, and I'm not going to be able to remember them. The uh, the cult of
2: the central
0: ice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That'd be my favorite Star Wars creation <laughs> of all time.
1: Dude, If the cult of the central opters uh, show up, that planet's
2: dead.
0: Yeah, they're so going to show up in this thing. It just seems like something that they would love to put in here.
2: So how um, happy did this this harbor shot uh, make you guys with the, all the core and walking around?
0: Is uh, that Moncala? Is that I'm not just magical? Live-action Yeah, I love it. I mean, it, you know, I was, I was wondering when to start talking about this because I was going to mention it later, but why not right now? Yeah. So, like, last season I was impressed because they had, they had basically stated they were spending $10 million an episode. Right, because they spent a hundred million dollar budget. They had ten episodes, eight episodes. So they spent more. They spent like twelve million dollars, thirteen million dollars an episode. That's all funny money, right? Like that's that that's a meaningless number that they make up, <laughs> right? And, and like whatever. Um, and last season was epic, but uh, watching those making ofs, you could see. Now, when you rewatch season one, you can see the volume in use. Does that make sense? You can see how they used it. Yeah, it's amazing and it's flawless. But there are so many scenes in this that look bigger than the the volume can do. Like they put a ton of money into real, not real, but like like computer generated. Amazing, massive effects. Like this looks, the scale of this just from season one to season two, like just it feels so much more open than than yeah. season one. And I, I don't I, like, I'm amazed. And I mean, yes, this was a giant success. It's it's been nominated for all the Emmys. It just won, I think, yesterday, all of the technical Emmys. It was nominated for, it just won them all, I think. um awesome. But I just, this is, you know, there's scenes where I thought about it more. But just having, I have it paused right now in this harbor scene with all the Moncala. And I'm sure this is shot in the volume, but it still looks super open and dense with people in a way that the, yeah. didn't, the first season didn't always feel.
2: Yeah. Yeah, let's know about the blocking, because it looks like they just have a guy probably start up right against the volume and walk towards us. And yeah. you can see him in the distance. I think he's a he's one of those uh, Quarren who's just in the distance walking towards us. It seems like yep. he's the actual last real person. Yeah, And all the other all the other Quarren are in the volume at that point in the virtual yep. space. With all the stagecraft technology yeah. there, um, yeah, it looks like they he they blocked that guy way out there to walk towards us. So it looks like he is walking from the background to the yeah, foreground. It's a nice little it's fake a out. Really yeah. smart fake to make that illusion sing, and it does in this trailer. And uh, then we get the shot that I think is the biggest talking point
0: uh-huh. on the internet right now.
2: <laughs> and it that was is a
0: mysterious uh... <laughs> robe figure.
2: It's yes. a robed figure who seems to be wearing Jedi robes. At that the hood seems big enough to be. I would consider Jedi like well, or
0: yes. And she has mentioned she's seen mere milliseconds after the word Jedi is uttered by the, uh, by the armor. Right. But the internet seems to have a different consensus about who this is. Have you been catching that? Yeah. Kinda? They yeah. all seem to think it's Sabine
1: Wren. So that the actress is, or actor, depending on, I don't know. Uh, she is Sasha Banks, another wrestler. Right. Um, turned turned actor and um yeah she's striking i actually thought it was um a character we had seen before but she had um it's a it's she's not an alien she looks like a human um but but the the jedi was uh had diamonds on her face i'm trying to think of her name now
0: and i can't but oh yeah i can think of her name but yeah
1: yeah anyways but yeah so it's, I, i'm i'm i mean she's dressed like a jedi Yeah. So and I mean, yes, she could be cast as Sabine Wren and, you know, she could just be like wearing Jedi robes for some reason. But I don't feel like that's well, if she's hiding the fact that she's a Mandalorian, maybe she could be wearing it. But I I don't know. I'd I'd rather think it's a it's a new Jedi or um, yeah, something like that. What what did you think, Grant, when you because maybe you're sounding like you didn't hear this rumor. What were you thinking that this character who do you think this character could be?
2: I, I'm thinking it's just, I, just like I, you know, had thought one of the plants was Legacy Planet, and Adam, you know, said we got a lot of new locations in the first season. I think we got a lot of new characters in the first season. I think this might yeah. just be another new character altogether. Um, I'm thinking this is a Jedi, honestly. Like, as much as it kind of was, it looks like a head fake that this is Sabine Wren or the the heir to the dark saber or something to do with the Mandalorians, but I feel like to me it just I don't know if they if the dialogue just before this from the armor is about. Yeah. returning yoda to the jedi and then this character yeah. pops up and then i don't know, and she's, it looks like she's wearing jedi robes and i could i, I, I don't vanishes. think you, i don't think you need to bring in legacy characters or canon characters to make this show work i think the i think the show works better with new characters personally because yeah. it just the galaxy feels bigger in that respect yep. and then it yep. uh it broadens the scope of the galaxy as we've talked about many a time and then uh It also just it it allows other characters to enter the the Star Wars storytelling space, and and it doesn't. We don't have to just you know rely on uh, you know Ahsoka and Sabine to carry the show. Like we can actually figure out this journey with Mando and all these new characters, and it can be a a fully new
0: adventure. I hundred percent agree. Yeah, I don't I don't either. I don't. I read that rumor, and I just don't get a Sabine vibe off of her. But again, granted, it's it is going to be. It is like. 20 year no it was probably like what 10 years since we last really saw her I know we saw her in that coda at the end of Rebels But like really, actually seeing her in action has probably been like ten years, right? Because you saw her before, the, right before the beginning of the Galactic Civil War. So, and now it's six years, so like ten to fifteen years. Yeah. So she's aged, but I just don't. It just doesn't feel like her. No, her facial structures—they could have cast a
1: closer. And even her body, body language,
0: like yeah. it just—it just didn't feel like it. Granted, it's animated, so who knows, right? I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. But I'm grant I'm hundred percent with you. I hope it's a new character um i'm less sure that it's a jedi specifically because for the reasons you guys stated is that they say jedi right before and i'm like right that doesn't feel right to me watching like i feel like they always fake you out so part of me is wondering is this a bounty hunter that's tra- tra- chasing them or is this someone else is this like i don't know it, you know i also don't know where are we in terms of the timeline. And we'll get into this, I'm sure, a little more of, of Luke because it's five, six years. It's right after the Battle of Jakku, right? It's like a year. Yeah, after it's the like a year
1: Jakku. after Jakku. Yeah.
0: I know Luke was instrumental in that battle. He was involved with it quite like yeah. Luke, like literally in a gigantic way. Um, and I and I feel like I, but I, I don't I feel like he's on his quest right now. Right. Isn't, yeah, I think he's, he's probably quest. he's not really forming the Jedi Order, New Jedi Order yet or anything. I don't think.
1: I think he got out when the getting's good, and he saw, like, probably he was going to be politicized, and so he, like, he took off.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is, like, where we get, like, the the Tales of Luke Skywalker book, right, where he's just kind of, like, looking for things. So I don't know how many Jedi are actually floating around out there who are wearing Jedi robes and acting like Jedis, right? Like, but, and maybe, right, could be, yeah. Well, we know
2: this is another bounty hunter. Like you're saying, yeah. Adam, that's very interesting. Because she does kind of slip away in the next scene; she just disappears. I think they, yeah. they do the classic Spielberg again: someone walks past, wipes
0: frame, and then she's yeah. gone. Or another Mandalorian, right? Or it could be the armor. I mean, we know Emily Swallow plays the voice, but it could be the armor for some. For all we know, right? It could be someone who's out, outside of their their armor who now, because they're being hunted, or for whatever reason, the Mandalorians are, you know, or dis, or not a disgruntled, a um, shamed Mandalorian, right? Who showed yeah. her face? Maybe I don't know.
1: Well, that, that would play into the Sabine Wren theory. Um, right. Because she couldn't, you know, it seems like there's been a purge and Mandalorians have been hunted and maybe, you know, she would have to lay low. But I don't know. I mean, obviously the Mandalorian isn't laying low, so that sort of defeats that
2: that theory. But um, right. she could Very, be the offspring of uh, Bo-Katan. She could be Bo-Katan's yeah. daughter, possibly. Yeah. Is that a possibility? Yeah. yeah. Sure. I don't know, timeline-wise, but... um, Probably.
0: Uh, maybe. I don't know.
2: But I, I did... I think in the last week's episode we were making predictions. We are postulating on uh, what could happen in season two. And I think one of my big predictions was you're, you might get a Strider-type character. Oh, yeah. That's right, Strider you did. You did say that. Said. Yeah, yeah. And I, think, I think that's... There's a possibility that this could be Sabine Ren and that could be what, where they're going is that this she's the heir to the dark saber the right to the dark saber or the leadership of the mandalorians the mantle of Mandalore, for that matter mm. and that could be a direction that i think could be interesting
1: Th- that uh, would be an interesting arc where like sabine gives the dark saber to bo-katan because she's like you're the best leader then she like bo-katan gets defeated and routed and sabine's like well guess i've got to go back and put this thing back right. together again you know like well- I, now i know i can do it and, um, and that, you know, the Mandalorians need me and, you know, maybe she works together with, with yeah.
0: Jar and to do it, that'd be pretty cool. So we're going to get to a scene later that I'll address a little bit of this, but like first season was like getting the gang together, right? Like that was a very big, the first, yeah. se- the first season was getting, you know, meeting Cara Dune, meeting Grief Karga, meeting IG 11 and queel, getting them together. Right. And then they're pretty broken up at the end. Like two of them are destroyed or dead. Right. And then we have, and then we have Cara Dune and, and grief card kind of went on their way. So do you, and and we'll see them later and we'll talk about them later, but is this going to be like, are we getting a new gang together? Right. So is this, is, is this going to be Sabine Wren part of, part of the cadre of like, you know, you know, you have to help me on my quest. I'll help you on your quest. Right. You help me get the dark saber back. I'll help you find this child's where this child belongs. And I can help you because I used to partner with someone who knows where Force sensitive should be.
1: Yeah. I hope we do get a new cadre uh, nothing against, I mean, obviously we do see Kara uh, Dune and grief Carga and I, I want to watch Carl Weathers, everything he does for the rest yeah. of his career. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just, it would be more interesting if we, if we stepped it up and, you know, took yeah. another jump forward, which I think Filoni and Favro said in that article that they're trying to do, they're trying to, to ratchet it up, up the stakes a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, let's, let's get some new character, new main characters, He's got his mission now, which was different from his old mission, and so um, hopefully we'll see that. Um, so um, next scene, we've got we see the Razor Crest flanked by X-wings. Oh, we're uh, skipping the boat. That was the boat, <laughs> I, right? We talked uh, about. I thought
0: that. it was right before the boat. I thought it was on the okay. docks where we saw it. All right, I'm well, kidding. I have nothing to say. There's a boat. It's cool to see a boat yeah, in Star Wars. You it to anything? me. I mean, the design is amazing. amazing. Yeah, love it. But <laughs> sorry, I <was> just like <laughs> yeah, it's like a
1: hammerhead Corvette boat. um it's it's an awesome design and they're clearly they're going out to sea i don't know why but i can't wait to see that episode that's gonna be one of my babes i can already tell um yeah so razor crest flanked by x-wings and we we see some x-wings here so we're gonna see and they look like they're on the same team there's one where they're sort of diving and firing their lasers at something i'm pretty sure on that ice planet um there's actually another dark
2: they're chasing they're chasing the razor crest i think no, they're not
1: because they're shooting, but they're, they're not shooting at the Razor Crest when we see it happen. They look it looks I don't know. It, it looks to me like they're on the same side.
0: I was going to say, is it chasing or is he leading? Right. Like it's unclear. Like, w- but I don't know. I could go yeah. either way.
1: They were in like fighter formation next week. I mean, it, it could go either way. Um, But it, at first I thought it was um I thought like what you said, Grant. But when I saw it again, it does look like they're not like they're not shooting at it. Uh, at the Razor Crest, um, which you'd think they would be if they were actually in pursuit of him. So um, I, it looks like maybe they're on an attack run. That would be pretty dope.
2: This uh, is some of the best X-Wing like ear and eye candy I've yeah. seen in a long time. Yeah. And uh, and the Squadrons trailer, we can talk about that, too, at some point.
0: We we should talk about that at some yeah, point. We'll, but yeah, you know, the Squadrons why, trailer, so much, we'll was like short.
2: It was really fantastic. Yeah.
0: Why don't we tag uh, we, we, that we, on the end should of this? We talk about trailers. We'll spend a couple of minutes talking yeah. about
1: Um, so that was great. Um, again, I saw someone noted there's like a new paint job on the razor crest. There's like this yellow stripe across the top. Now, uh, could indicate that he may have some rebellion ties. I don't know. Um, Well, you know
0: who likes to paint things with stripes and other things to to tag things? Is that just another Sabine reference, possibly?
1: I feel like she'd be a little more bold, but, uh, yeah, could be. But, could you know, she's, a little... she's
0: aged a little bit, so maybe she's a little more subtle in her tagging, right, in her yeah. in her artistic choices. That could be. Um,
1: we do. We go back to Navarro, and we see Grief and um, uh, Cardoon.
0: Uh, uh, we also see him speeding in a speeder bike first, real quick. Like, I think oh, that's yeah. for half a second. And the Internet went crazy because people claim that there's something attached to the back of his speeder bike. Did you guys catch that rumor on the Internet? No, I missed that. I, I have not. The pictures are very unclear because no matter how high def things are, when something's moving that fast, it's uh, it's not very clear. Is he everyone, just towing
1: the pod, or is it like something else?
0: Everyone's claiming he's towing Boba Fett's. Not everyone. People on the internet, a small group of people on the internet, which often feels like everyone, <laughs> is claiming that uh, he's towing Boba Fett's uh, jetpack in the back of his
1: what i
0: don't see it but i think we should at least mention it because the internet has been saying it but i i have spent the last 30 seconds trying to as close as i can get a good still of it and i don't really see it yeah the internet's full of scum
1: and villainy yep. yeah. Uh, yeah cool and then um then we see what could be the interior of a star destroyer um and multiple we see the multiple ties take off with the folding wings, um, just like we saw at the last episode of uh, season one. Um well, we
2: do see grief carga and uh, in new threads and those threads like yeah,
1: awesome. yeah. Yeah, yeah Caridun, that's on Navarro. So. That's so what I'm talking Caridun, about. We see
2: them sort of cargo walking. I'm out. not
1: a huge fan of their new outfits. I don't know a little what's colorful,
0: up a little colorful that I was they look,
1: or... I, they look a little Star Trekky to me. I don't know. I, I like mm. more Greeblies on my my Star Wars outfits, like more little janky bits and bobs. Um these look kind of clean and you know, but whatever. I don't know. Maybe they've got new jobs or something. They could be like the new law people, like they might have Grief could actually be running Navarro now. Um and maybe Kara Dunes his uh his like sheriff or something. So a couple things
0: yeah so i agree i'm not a huge fan of these outfits i also feel like this makes me feel a little bit like we are not going to see a lot of these characters in season two i wonder if we get like a i know carl weathers is directing an episode but part of me wonders if we're just getting like a one episode back to navarro story like where are these characters now we're definitely getting a time jump right between seasons like like Mm. like that's that's a lot definitely but i like that idea i mean that's a lot of like to go from like what they were dressed at navarro to like finery like that right. seems fast and there's a lot more gray in car weather's beard and car weather in general than there was wow. in season one so i'm wondering part of it really feels like and and there's been all those people online who have looked at the height Differences between the child between season one and season two, which is like mere inches. But I guess when you talk about a Yoda, that's a lot. But I feel like I'm wondering if this isn't going to be like he's been on this quest for a couple of years. Like, I'm not saying a large time jump, but maybe we get yeah. like three, four years.
1: I'm I'm all for that. That would that could make yeah. it interesting, even though I'm going to feel robbed of those years. But that might be leaving time to, for a comic or a novel or something for what yeah. happened there. And that well, would very Lucas filmian.
0: Yeah. Well, plus, if you want also, if you want baby Yoda development, yeah, you kind of have to do a little bit of time jumping. And plus, then if we are now 10 years after the Battle of Endor, let's say instead of six, that does put start to put Luke maybe more in play as a character. Right. Because maybe he is more have set his legends a little more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You could definitely do some things. Maybe he's on the verge of creating that new Jedi Temple that can put that into play for um, as a destination for um, baby Yoda.
2: So, you guys are talking about Luke, like we're going to see Luke, but I have a feeling if Baby Yoda's going to go to a Jedi, he's going to go to Ahsoka and it'll be yeah. on Illum. Like these Illum scenes, now that we're looking at them in the trailer, I'm like, first of all, it, it has to be Illum at this point because yeah. like it has I, the ice shelves and the, the, the walls, the walls of ice and whatnot, yeah. all the like windswept ice walls. That's that's Illum, right? Like there's no yeah, other planet I that think. looks
1: like that. I, yeah, the, I would put, yeah, best money on Illum and then yep. really low down the, the. I don't see why they would go back to Hoth. Yeah. Um, the the other dark Just horse um that we're about to actually get to next um is that that scene that platform where we see the scout troopers on uh speeder bikes jump off the platform right yeah that platform if you've played um Jedi, uh Jedi Fallen Order Fallen order yeah you recognize that that platform is on Zepho and Zepho also has plenty of ice and snow on it i mean it it does like there's so much ice when they're like in those scenes with just um, Mando and Baby Yoda that it does insinuate Ilum. but like it it could be um, Zeffo, which would be a crazy tie-in. Like he could be going for Kyle Castus um, or trying to follow that, or even um, Cordova. You know, like there there could be maybe he they found something that let you know they, they found a piece of the trail that Cordova left. Um, from that game and if they did a tie-in with fallen order that dude, would...
2: they did a tie-in with fallen order and that game launch came out dude the synergy points i'd give them would be oh uh, right. it's
0: like fallen order 2 could be terms. coming out yeah yeah i mean right now the first the, the two biggest properties in star wars today are the mandalorian and jedi fallen order <laughs> yeah. right like i mean that's currently going on the movies are done Mandalorian is going gangbusters. That Fallen Order was a giant hit for them. Right. So it's the not surprising, hits. right, that you you start tying those things in together a little bit. Synergy, yeah. as you said.
1: Synergy. They're so... Um,
2: that's... I thought that was Navarro when I saw that, when I saw the scout troopers just to... And then, by the way, one of the coolest shots of scout troopers I've ever seen. Yes. (laughs) They're basically driving their speeder bikes full speed off the platform and just into a chasm. And it's pretty
0: awesome. It's it's really cool. My favorite scene, though, for some reason, is just the stormtroopers running down the corridor with the klaxons blaring. Oh, yeah. Like, that's like peak Star Wars to me. Like, just the number of sound effects and visuals where it's just like... I, you know I'm a little I'm, I'm a little done with like nostalgia bombs. I, I'm a little over nostalgia. sounds like
1: you might not be. No,
0: but like apparently not because the second I saw that I'm like, yes exactly. Scratch that itch I didn't know I had.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean there has been rumors that um uh John Carlos uh Esposito Esposito, thank you i like I want to call him John Carlos Stanton. I'm too much of a baseball fan. Um <laughs> what's his muff gideon thank you like has his own uh star destroyer um mm-hmm. and that makes a lot of sense that he would ha- still have a star destroyer and that would be cool um just to see a star destroyer again is always great uh just the shots like we you know the, the fact that we could get another one of those like shots where it comes over the top of the frame um, yeah. i mean listen uh nostalgia is awesome and it just like I I can't deny what I love. And if I see scenes like that, it's going to feel good and it's going to feel awesome. And they have to be, they can't overdo it. And earned.
2: And I wonder, so I'm wondering, so Moff Gideon has a tie and he flies around in a tie. I didn't see one Imperial transport ship. I saw a troop transport. Yeah. But I didn't see that. I'm wondering if they, if. Did you see, oh
1: yeah, ground troop transport.
2: Yeah. In the first season of, yeah, straight out of the Kenner. Toy box. I'm yep. wondering if resources are waning for Moff Gideon. He he maybe only operates yeah. out of an outpost and is doing these kind of like in system jumps. Maybe he's local. Maybe he's yeah. trapped to that system. Maybe like he does have a good garrison of you know a good amount of troops, but uh, he's got he's, death he's, troopers. He's, maybe, he just, uh, maybe he can only just maybe he can only just control that specific area. Like I
0: have like a that, feeling that he's a petty warlord more than yeah. Me too.
2: Else, That's right? kind of like, what I'm getting. That's kind of the feeling I'm getting.
0: Which yeah. is from the novels is kind of what we got, right? During the aftermath novels with Ray Sloan and others, that there's all these like weird factions and like vying for control and and right. I wonder if he's just he's just whatever that whatever that sector that um the, the now like Navarro's on, Navarro's right? Navarro yeah. it's like that's yeah. just he's just the he's just the moth of that area and he just took it over as a warlord after yeah. the fall of the empire. Because I you know, can see I, an
2: interesting plot thread where it's like, oh, he, he you know, he he can only operate locally because he has this the X Y Z resources, you know, and he's he's stuck. On, he's going to be operating out of this the local outpost on this planet, and you actually have a fun James Bond storyline at that point where you get to go to that imperial uh, installation right. on, say, Illum or whatever.
1: Yeah, for example. Yeah, I I was um, perusing Reddit as I am wont to do, and uh, everyone I'll, I'll sort of look at Star Wars posts, even though most of them are. You Know whatever, um, but if, if someone, like, side, asks, you know. yeah, yeah, if someone asks a Star Wars question though, like, earnestly, like, um, especially if it involves the expanded universe, I will comment on it. Like, I cannot help myself. Um, but someone asked, they were like, So, does anyone know what's going on with the Empire, uh, post Return of the Jedi? Like, you know, it, he, just like, what are they doing? And, um, you know, they had heard like I don't know, a couple of different things from, I think, Expanded Universe, but not like yeah, actual right. like canon. Um, and it, it got me thinking about what they're really doing and what we've seen. And obviously all we've seen is like from Aftermath, Bloodlines or um, the, the Alphabet Squadron books. Um, and it really seems like they're either fleeing to Exegol, which is only really Ray Sloan got that privilege that we know of yet. Or they're just having like heady battles. To like for revenge. I mean, that's what we saw in Alphabet Squadron. Yeah. Um, so the, I don't. The,
2: yeah. And the Shattered Empire has been described as this wounded animal, right? It's basically the yeah. war. They lost the war, and now they're re- they're retreating and operating under different measures of, of of the contingency plan, for that matter. The right. Uh, yeah. Operation Cinder, but things like that's going on.
1: But they don't really have organized. Um, leadership, leadership, disarray, right? Like
2: it it goes into complete disarray
1: organized orders. Like there's no like prime directive for them. You know, they just seem to be like, well, their cells, they're trying to glom together to sort of create a a force enough to like fight back at the rebellion in a grander scale. But if they're not, we've seen, they're just sort of fighting petty battles, maybe trying to secure smart, small parts of the galaxy, um, which is maybe what Moff Gideon's doing. Um,
2: well, my big theory is so you brought up Jedi Fallen Order, and I think what we got in Jedi Fallen Order was the uh, there's a I mean spoilers here, but at the very end of this that game, we we go to a location that's kind of the 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 mecca for the Inquisitors, basically like the yeah. kind of where they get trained, where you know yeah. that's that hub where they get trained. I'm not going right. to give away the name. I'm not going to talk about the location. I'm not going to talk about the details of it. But there's kind of you get this this all encompassing location for the. the the inquisitor threat and inquisitorious which is really cool in that game i think you might get this exact same thing in the mandalorian but i think it might be for imperial cloning i think you might get the massive cloning installation Mm. in this show much like you got the kind of installation for the inquisitorious in that game i think you might get the the cloning um fortress or or base
1: yeah that would be an interesting prime directive that would be an interesting like sort of like why are they doing this, you know, like at this stage? But like, that's some and Moff
2: getting could be tasked with keeping that plant yeah. operational. Right. Like that. Whole, yeah. That operation. Yeah, yeah.
0: Craig, I think you're really on to something there. I think there's a cloning thread that we keep. We, we as fans and we as this podcast keep grabbing onto and then losing for whatever reason. Right. Because it was right there in episode one of the show. Right. Yeah. Like we see a cloner. A
1: strand. Yeah. Strand cast. They the mentioned cloning. the staying
0: crash. There we is the see... Abyssian
2: in this trailer. Is
0: a yeah.
1: cloner
2: the Abyssian at the end of this trailer? Oh, is that Conai, we think? All is, right, is an Imperial cloner. I am like Convinced,
0: and it would be John Garb. But look
2: at his attire in this. trailer. Yeah. and tell it, me he's what? not an Imperial cloner.
0: Okay. It looks. I, I kind of. I have a pause <laughs> there. I could totally see that. And and part of me is like, of course, it makes logical sense that one of these, um, like one of these segments of the Empire would go back to cloning. Why wouldn't you? The last time and, the Emperor came to power through cloning. Yeah. Right through the use of a clone army, why wouldn't they go back to that?
2: Yeah, and whose troop outfit would be remain polished and shiny? Probably the programs that are given the most money by the the Empire, right? Like the cloning program, per se. Yeah, Yeah, and keeping that going after the fall of the Empire because it's it's actually it's integral to the Emperor's return, right? Like (sighs) they they need the cloning to keep going. The program needs to keep going at all costs. Moth well, Gideon is to keep defending it at all costs. Think about
0: that. Think about Moth Gideon. If that's his, that's his whole hidden secrets. You think it's his character has all this power in the empire. When reality, all he's done is created a ton of clones. And so he's just running a clone army or a small clone battalion. Right. Which is fascinating that he's like, he's not really part of the empire. He's just, he's just figured out cloning and he's just running it like clones. Like, I think it'd be really interesting where you just start to get this. And that would also, maybe that's why we get Boba Fett in here a little bit because, Maybe wow. they're using Boba Fett clones. Maybe they're still using right. that. That's like
2: Terminator, right? Like Tamar Morrison walks out of the the, the yeah. tank, back to tank. Yeah.
1: I, one of you suggested this, right? That like Boba Fett would return to Kamino, like if after you know after his his misadventure with the um, Sarlacc, like maybe like he would go home, maybe and go back there, and that would be interesting if he's like rebooted, helping the shattered empire reboot the cloning program that'd be
2: does boba fett care about the empire like i i never thought he
1: i think he's a nihilist man he cares yeah yeah. he's in the swimming pool with (laughs) an empty bottle of jack daniels and like a floaty like at some rich person's house like that's what boba fett's doing as far as i'm concerned that's a another yeah yeah
2: um
1: you believe in nothing um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I think that's how I view Boba Fett. I mean, he's a yeah. career criminal. Like, he's a waste. Like, I, I don't think he, he believes in anything except for pride and like making money. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know that's where Boba Fett is now, but it would be interesting to,
0: to see what he, he's doing. But it's an interesting character because I don't think he would call himself a criminal, right? He's a bounty hunter, which means he is paid legally through the Bounty Hunters Guild and yeah. through the Empire to collect bounties, right? So I think he sees himself as this weird offshoot of a lawman, as a lot of real-life bounty hunters unfortunately do.
1: I don't know. I mean, he spent a lot of his life working for the huts. Um, You know, I- he was spends time and he, he did a hard time in prison. He He surrounded himself with criminals. He was doing train yep. heists as a kid. I mean, maybe he's yeah, like getting I, older. You're right. I sorry. More... I
0: forgot about Baby Boba Fett.
1: <laughs> yeah, Baby Boba Fett was, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, was criminal to the
0: bone. You're right. You're absolutely right. I forgot about that whole plot line, which yeah. actually
1: chaotic, chaotic evil. Of...
0: Yeah, totally. Um.
1: Yeah. So. Um. And then, so the the last part of this trailer is back. I don't know. It could be a new urban area. It could be the same urban area we see at the beginning. Uh, but there's sort of a, there's a fighting ring. Um, and, uh, we see, uh, Favreau voicing a Cyclops character. Grant, did you have the, actually the species on that character?
2: Yeah, they're called a bit, the Abyssian species, species. Ab- nice. Abyssian. Yeah. Abyss, abyss. Like the abyss basically. And then nice. Add an S I A N. Did you
1: pull that out of your creature guidebook?
2: No, I think just someone, uh, Someone discovered that after the trailer released, and I saw okay. it. Online. I was like, oh, okay, that's what that species is. Nice. Another. But I think they appear 40. in the Cantina scene in A New Hope, I want to say. Okay. Ubisoft? All
1: right, I'll have to go back and look. It it's looked, appeared yeah, in live action it looked, before. It looked familiar. It's appeared in live action before. Okay.
2: Um,
1: yeah. That'd be funny I, if I, he was like, I just imagining Favreau going through and like Filoni going through like the. Like stockpile of old costumes from Star Wars and being like, that's the one right there, you know. <laughs> like, so yeah, got, like that, like plastic, you know, or plastoid helmet, and being like, yeah, we got to put someone in that. And it's, I'm gonna voice it, and it's gonna be great.
2: But do do check out his attire. His
0: yeah, attire so- is okay. interesting. I just I just got a good <laughs> okay. screen uh, good. shot of it, and it's not like a warlord or like a criminal's thing. It's very dapper right like it's and it's very medical almost looking yeah and then his the three goons that stand up are all wearing a uniform as well like they're higher like so he's clearly okay someone, like he's not just some some guy at a boxing ring like this is an important character
2: right yeah there are like kimono qualities to it though so he could be yeah. like a crime boss or something right could Maybe be King, yeah. yakuza or something like that
1: we see the fighters are—I um, didn't really get a good look at the species of the fighters um, in the ring, but they're using those um, battle axes that G- the Gamorrean guards use on uh, Tatooine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wait,
2: those are Gamorreans.
1: Are they? Because they look kind of thin to be
2: Gamorreans. Oh, but... uh, they're totally Gamorreans. There oh. They are. Okay. Well, no. Wait, That's the one what I thought, like... too, but
1: they just looked a little thin. Wait, for... and what? so
2: what is the Gamorrean homeworld? Because that might be where Gamoria. we are. Gamoria. This might be Gamora. I might wait. That's that's kind of what we'll I might hold. put money yeah. down. This is Gamora.
0: The one who gets the spike in the chest, the one that the that the the that the Mandalorian kills were talking about.
1: No, no, no. The ones in the ring. The oh, in the, in the
0: OK. OK. I didn't even look at that. I, for some reason, I don't look at things that happen in the background. I'm a bad TV uh, watcher. guy. It was kind of in the center of the. <laughs> it's, it's, so you're telling me it's like right there i have no idea what you guys talked it, about i mean it oh, was oh, yeah, for yeah. like
1: it was like for oh, six, six frames yeah, yeah so like, those are totally Gamor-
0: Gamorians, which we knew we were going to see yeah. right because that's the first yeah. image that he released yeah we so, saw yeah, a maquette yeah. of a Gamorian and kind of yeah. like so it's sand, right, sword uh, and sandal attire yeah Gamor
1: Gamor is their planet Gamor. Yeah. uh yeah 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 they chopped down forests porcine sentient
2: species that's <laughs> interesting to see a like a boxing ring in the star wars galaxy yeah it's pretty yeah. cool
1: yeah it's I mean, a
2: has an interesting design scheme too it looks very alien doesn't look like a you know an earthly boxing ring in it in, in any way really
1: i would expect it to have like laser ropes though you know i don't know like yeah. electrified ropes or something but
0: it has just like there's grates at the side which are interesting did you see that like it there's like it's great, graded. So it was like, I wonder if there's something underneath there, or if there's oh. something, like something going on more. They're gonna give it a Star Wars twist, right? Where there's like tentacles right. coming out from the grates. Like there's a like something underneath. There's the Sarlacc under there or something. But yeah, um, ten- tentacles and Gamorians have a storied history. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one uh, of my
2: favorite shots in
0: turn of the Jedi*. By the way, uh, yeah. Uh, um, what else? Oh, he uses or threatens to use, and this uses. In dark out the whistling birds correct we yep, see we see whistling right. Birds. Uh,
1: oh, that was a really he... cute scene we see ah. i mean a more sentient sort of baby yoda hit the like actually close up his own pod
0: yeah to so just to...
1: be like i know it's things are gonna get loud certainly. the only
0: moment of levity in the entire yeah. Which was fine i wasn't looking for jokes in the last per minute but it was nice to have a little relief of tension in the, towards the end of this thing but yeah was he out of whistling birds by the end of season one i thought he had used them up pretty much so does that he seem did. to Suggest yeah. we're going to see some more of the armor. Perhaps that he's going to do another visit. He has oh, to get some more. He, he needs more best car though, right? Because those are made out of best car.
1: Yeah, I guess they are. Or yes. I mean, or they need a. He needs a specialized craftsman. I mean, maybe Sabine <laughs> Rand knows how to make those. I don't okay. know.
0: I, all I can think is the video game thing. Well, I kind of like, yeah. He's bring to the craft person and then spend certain yeah. Amount of XP. Yeah, I, I I agree, Adam.
2: I love because I, I like that slow power creep. I don't like that he gets you know uh, a ton of of best car and delivers it and gets an all new outfit. I like that he only gets a little amount, you know, and then he yeah. brings it in, and then he gets maybe some whistling birds or you know a pauldron or a knee pad, a knee pad or something. Like he doesn't get a lot really, and it's it's fantastic because I like that power creep. I like how slow that is.
1: Yeah, it's a, the video gamification. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my favorite yeah. thing to do in video games is, like, slowly mm-hmm. build up my, like, you know, defenses. Um, yeah, I mean, and I guess he still has, like, thigh pads and his, like, you know, shin guards or whatever are still kind of old. He still has his um, shore trooper gloves, um, which are cool. Yeah. They, he, that's still in this with the, like, blue triangle on the on the back of his hands. Um, we'll they see. Like, I love the like armor.
2: is great. <laughs> yeah that, that's the speculation
1: yeah um i love uh the armorer i i hope we see her ag- I mean, again i can't see how we wouldn't but um she's such a fantastic character you know
0: if it wasn't for the rona we would have had a chance we would have had a chance to meet the actress this year she's gonna oh, be at rhode island comic-con rhode island. emily okay. swallow but maybe next year
1: i would have laid in heavy on just like asking serious questions and be like no one's listening. We're totally not with a podcast. Just like tell <laughs> yeah. us yeah. who your character. You are
0: is. not being recorded. <laughs>
2: yeah. So because we have an armor in this series, I'm, I'm gonna make a big, uh, uh, I'm to make a big uh, speculation post po- point here, where uh, I feel like uh, I feel like the dark could shatter and she could repair it by the end of this whole thing. Oh! I think you have that possibility because it's set up so early. There's an armor in this series. I think that could very well happen. I think you could find the helm of Mandalore and she could have to repair that. I think she's gonna reforge or repair a a legacy item or a rare item or a lost artifact. Something like that. I think that might happen at some point.
1: I love that angle, man. Totally didn't think about that, but totally makes sense. Do you think so? the uh Jinjarin dinjarin has not seen the dark saber yet Though we know it exists do you think he'll know what it is when he sees it
0: i don't know It's a good question he seems so i have a feeling so indirectly connected to the true mandalorian lore for whatever reason yeah but that's a pretty big part of the story right when we get it in rebels and we get it in
1: like the- yeah, I mean, it's it's a very key legacy part of Mandalorian history. I, I can't imagine, uh, you know, the the armorer knows what that is because she's sort of his link to their history. Yeah. yeah. Um, And that's why, I mean, she's so great. But yeah, it would be really cool. It, it'll be interesting. Obviously, he's going to see it during this
0: season. Uh, I mean, he doesn't even know what Jedi are. So I feel like if these not know what a Jedi is, why would he know anything that's in the galaxy? Right.
1: That's a good point because that was... That's the uh that's Part what the Darksaber Wars. was used for, right? It was a Mandalorian Jedi that like yeah. absconded and yeah. Um and yeah, and helped helped win a, a battle to shift the power in Mandalore. So um yeah, that's interesting. He might not even know what it is, but it would that would be awesome if if you know it sort of found its way back to the armor and she's like, Oh yeah, that's what this is. You are now, you know.
2: Yeah. She could make the darksaber the lightsaber.
1: Oh. Huh.
2: <laughs> I'm just joking.
1: You would you would need but... a Jedi to do that, I think. Like Ahsoka did that to those crystals, right? She found someone's crystals and they became her own, but they lost their color and went white. And right. That's you know, it's like sort of when a dark side user takes someone else's crystals and make them dark, they go red. And it appears like if when a light side user takes someone else's crystals, they go white. But I mean, if I don't know, I I forget exactly. It's in the Ahsoka book. Yeah. She turns her like, you know, turns those crystals white or refabricates them. But I think it just happened by accident. She just put them in like new sabers and it was like, oh,
0: well, is that partially because she's not a quote unquote Jedi? Yeah, it could be. It could be or it could just be some reflection of her soul. Right, that she's just light side without being I, attuned yeah. to the, I don't know. I read, it's all so unclear.
1: I actually, I, I read something about, like, you know how um, in season seven, Anakin changed the color of Ahsoka's lightsabers blue from green and sort of off green? Oh, right. Yep. They, they said, like, you can actually tinker with them with, like, the settings to change the color. Was what I think I read in Wikipedia, um, which is sort of like, okay. I mean, well, I, I guess like that would be like rather than a spiritual reason, there can be a technical sort of side effect as well. Well,
0: okay. So a couple things about that. One, that makes sense from a certain standpoint because in the old EU, it used to be the color of the crystal. But now I think in the new EU, all, all kyber crystals are just crystals, just clear. They're not really colored, yeah. right? Not... But, and this is gonna be the cynic in me i think that's just because of um because of um galaxy's edge yeah because <laughs> you can buy a lightsaber and you can change the settings to change the colors
1: well but no at galaxy's edge you you buy crystals but they come hidden you don't know what you're going to get
0: uh, and, but you don't know the and, color and so is yeah
1: so the color right. is whatever you get oh. and they actually hid right. um there's some black crystals in there and that 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 people were freaking out about for a while. I wouldn't know because I still haven't gone because I'm an idiot. Well, and uh, now the, And the, now it's the Rona. But yeah. uh
0: yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Never mind then. That's awesome. i I feel better now.
1: <laughs> we'll talk about lightsaber minutia more as soon as we can go down to Galaxy's Edge in twenty twenty four.
2: Uh, so yeah, as much as I'm excited to see the armor and I'm excited to see other Mandalorians, but uh, I do hope we get a new contingent of Mandalorians in this series. Like it's yeah. just a new group. And then I can see this show ending with, you know, the final season of the show ending with something very similar with a, a a scenario. That's very similar to what happens in episode two. I think where a lot of Mandalorians rally behind Din Djarin. And I feel like that could happen again in a big way, especially if he rallies more and more Mandalorians. who are scattered across the galaxy right like he could be the the mandalore the next mandalore character and yeah. it's just this very slow build where maybe he gets a lot dark saber maybe he uh, yeah maybe yoda sticks around for a while teaches him a lot of stuff humbles the character teaches him how to be a principled leader and then he and then he he eventually becomes this mandalore character but it's a very long journey a, a yeah. long march a slow
0: build that's really interesting grant is there a chance that this? translates into feature films at some point where we get a new Mandalorian war in future films because there's 35 years mm. of storytelling that's just not there and there's there's no reason why there couldn't have been a second Mandalorian war in the middle right between episode six and episode seven. See,
2: I think they're going to do that in an Old Republic thing. Like, I think that's where yeah. gonna, you're going to see a Mandalorian war. Because I think you're going mean, to... These stories of Mandalore the Great, I think that's what you're going to see eventually.
0: Is but that. if you have Jindjarin pulling together all the Mandalorians and leading them, to what end... I guess is my question
2: to a to a credit scene, right? To a like, no, but a, like basically like no, it no, ends no. with that idea of like he <laughs> has everyone in his camp,
0: right? Like, Not yeah. literally the ending of the show, but like what's the purpose? Like what is well, what is what, what he's going? Back. To do Mandalorians is, are back, basically. That's yeah, the right. The he's I mean, going
1: to bring it back watch. full circle yeah. to the to what was lost during that first Mandalorian war, but you won't know that until you see it. That sort of thing, and then right. the backstory of sort of the the legacy of that. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I definitely. If Ryan Johnson was working on a you know Mandalorian, the Mandalorian Sith War uh, trilogy right now, it would not surprise me at all. Yeah, uh, though I'd rather have Filoni and Fabro be doing that trilogy if I'm being honest with myself. But uh, yeah, okay. yeah, um, definitely. So I mean, it, I can't believe we're only getting eight episodes, but I can't wait to drink them with my eyes and ears, um, and uh, oh. yeah, and and talk to all of you about it. You know. And-
0: Maybe it's being stuck inside so much, but I am very weirdly happy that they're trickling it out once a week. Like, I'm I'm looking forward to having an appointment television. It's funny. Other things I'm watching right now, I'm a little annoyed that they're releasing once a week. But, like, I'm kind of OK with doling yeah. out my Star Wars slowly, please.
1: Yeah, I'm going to probably watch these a couple times over the course of the week. Um, yeah. Yeah, I may even, like, do that thing where I just keep stacking, like, so... Second week, I'll watch uh, first episode, second two. episode, back to back, third week, one two, one, two, three, one, two, three, four.
0: Like, I'm like, oh, I'm totally doing that too. I'm gonna steal that. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, because that's just where I am in my life with content right now.
0: um Yeah.
1: Um, I will still be cool. say
0: my my experience with watching the first episode of Mandalorian was amazing because I was, I think I, I just, this is from last year, but just repeat it, I was on a cross country air, airplane flight. Oh, hey, right. guys, remember when you could do that and not risk? Life and yeah. limb, and I, and I, I just know. i four a.m. I downloaded it to my iPad and I just watched it on the plane eight times in a row. <laughs> the people next to me thought I probably thought I was like going insane because I watched the same thing over and over again and cried every time they showed Baby Yoda. <laughs> I cry on planes; it's a thing I do.
1: Yeah, why that not? Was... Um, one last question on the Mandalorian topic for you guys: How many seasons is this show gonna go?
2: Ooh
0: five really i'm gonna uh, say five i think five is a perfect number for for tv seasons that's my go-to number
1: grant you're thinking hard i can I'll, see i'll say
2: thinking face i'll say three seasons
1: i think grant's right i was gonna say, three, say seasons.
2: three seasons because i think the third season's gonna be the culminating you know a yeah. uh, story of, of, I, of yeah. dark saber and the mandalorians for that matter i think baby yoda might get resolved in the second season Oh, or, or, or almost or cl- close uh, to being resolved. That's a by hot. the end of the second season. And I think the third season is a lot about the Mandalorians and it's kind of split baby Yoda Mandalorians. Yeah,
1: I, I think it's, it's like three acts, right? We know that the yeah. first season was the first act. And so that's why I think three seasons, this is the yeah. second act. And then we'll have apotheosis in the third, third season.
0: I think you're all right. I hope you're wrong. I just, I it, hope I'm I, wrong. I want, I want, but talk. I think you're right. I think my, my brain was also shouting three and I just wanted to, but, my heart. Then again, this was the oh, show was designed
2: to be a uh, a fantasy epic to fill the void that Game of Thrones left behind, and so I wouldn't be surprised if this does go eight seasons mm-hmm. and they do try to round this out to be an absolute epic of some kind. Yes, it, gets so. to, it gets to, some interesting, like you know, maybe family ties and gets into the Mandalorian family trees. It might, it might get dig deep and go even deeper into Dinjarin's relationship with the Mandalorians. And, and all types of stuff all like you know, oh, that, that sort of thing.
0: I'll say a couple of things. I feel like if they're going to do 3 though, the bummer of that is that that means we're only going to get 24 episodes of The Mandalorian total, which right. is crazy. So part of me is if it is 3, I wonder if they're going to do the well, it's it's 3, but there's part 1 and part 2 of season 3, so it's really 16 episodes. Like like right now they just announced The Walking Dead is ending in 2023. But somehow there's still 30 episodes left of the show that they're going to premiere. So I'm like, you can't say a show's ending with 30, you still have 30 episodes to go at four years. Right.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if Favreau and Floney jump to like features after this, though, like especially yeah. Floney. I wouldn't be surprised if Floney possibly leaves the show after three seasons to go to a feature length film.
0: I'm wondering if that's what happens. I wonder if we also get a handoff. I wonder if it's less that less that we get. Maybe we get three of at the head, or three with Favreau at the head falver kind of steps aside because that's what he did with marvel like that man likes to do things i don't think he likes to get stuck in a certain area for very long and if he just maybe this becomes feloni's baby right maybe he just steps aside and lets feloni run it for another few years
1: yeah i could definitely see that i mean currently feloni's doing that with the animated series like he's sort of executive producing right he did that with resistance and he's doing it with bad batch um he needs to sort of be a good leader and create you know and and leave a legacy and and you know train someone up to do his job as well as he does in animation and um because I, I think filoni belongs in feature films and and i think that's yeah. avro was, is helping him get there yeah um i love to see that. that that makes a lot of sense uh to me and i definitely i mean because I, I filoni's gets it he gets it he's still he's the 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 I mean, other than Kathleen Kennedy, he has the strongest ties to George Lucas in the, you know, in the whole series. And I mean, Favreau gets it, too, but he doesn't get the minutiae that Filoni does. And it's like you need to have that minutia guy. And Filoni is sort of the total package if he can get the, you know, the real film chops and blocking and, and, and directorial stuff uh, under his belt. But yeah. even if he doesn't like he should Which, sort of, he should produce a film, you know, and yeah. have. And hire, you know, find his own directors that can do, you know, that he can work with uh, to make it work on the big screen. But
0: I think he you know. can. There's a giant machine behind him that is Lucasfilm yeah. that you don't need to be. I don't think you necessarily need to be the strongest director ever to direct a Star Wars. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. Richard Barkwand, who was the director of Empire or Return of the Jedi, was only directed TV movies before that.
1: Right. Right. And it was great. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's why I sort of amended my statement to be like whoever he can work with, you know, yeah. like someone that can that gets the technical side of it. Um, yeah. I mean, I would love any of the Mandalorian directors, like if he creates a rapport with um, Rick, uh, Fawiyuma, like, yeah. or, you know, that would be a dream team for me um, or Deborah Chow or, you know, any of them. Um, yeah. That would be, that'd be I mean, Taika Waititi, like obviously Taika's got his own.
2: Thing right now but well we we know that the volume and the stagecraft technology is being outsourced now to marvel studios or now we're not outsourced it's all within the umbrella of disney but um now other productions are using it so we know taiko thor love and thunder is using the volume yeah so maybe i i wonder how fast they can build these volumes i wonder if they're pressed for pressed in terms of scheduling in terms of getting shows in there and maybe the Mandalorian does have to go on a break for other shows, like Obi Wan's coming to the, you know, going into production. That's going to use the volume. We know that. So I wonder how many volumes are built. I wonder yeah. how many shows can be in production at the same time. I wonder. Uh, yeah. I wonder if that factors into the Mandalorian's production schedule.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the, if the production schedule slows down and we don't get every year we get a Mandalorian. Maybe it starts becoming every other year we get a Mandalorian. Because we have these other series coming in, yeah. But I mean, at the same time, their plan with the movies was to do two a year. That did not work for them for whatever right. reason. But I wouldn't be surprised if their goal now is let's try to get two series going every year, right? Yeah. Like that's that's what the Marvel series were doing on Netflix when yeah. they were Gangbusters.
1: Yeah, that that seems reasonable to me. And by you know two seasons, we're talking about sixteen episodes total per year. It's yeah. not, you know, you know, anything crazy, even though the animated series, they managed to crank out like 20 of these, which is awesome. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's what it could be. It could be like one animated series, two live action and a movie every year or a, a movie every other year. Um, and that would be that'd be
0: a, probably a happy medium. I, I also want to see him play around with the formatting of like, yes, eight's good, but also do a four episode miniseries. Yeah. Do do a one do a one shot. TV movie right with a character and that's what they were talking about I keep bringing up the walking dead I don't know why but they were talking yeah. about doing that they're trying to do it with the walking dead and then and then and then they had Negan Negan kill um, Glenn, and that to drop their viewership by 50%, literally. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm one of those people. Yeah, yeah, I dropped off right at that moment, yeah.
0: actually. I was you, like, this pretty much serious. everyone else, I just never give up on anything. And and I also knew that was coming from the comics, but my point is that, like, I feel like that's what their plan was. For a while, they're going to have, like, standalone movies, shorter series, and they're still trying to do that. I don't want to be successful, but do that. Like, don't feel beholden to doing, like, eight episodes, eight episodes, eight episodes. Do shorter things. Do longer things. Do standalone movies that are made just for Disney+, Plus. right? Have fun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, I think so. Rather than like just tag on the um, uh, the trailer for Squadrons, why don't we just do it as its own segment right now? Why don't we do a little video game segment? Sure. Good?
2: Yeah. Look, good against remotes is one thing. Good against the living, it's something else. <laughs>
1: All right. So uh we have officially rebranded our video game segment. Um as you might be able to tell, uh we're now calling this good against remotes. Um I'm sorry I was so snarky and malevolent for or malevolent for the past two years, but um now that they have actually come out with two games within 12 months of each other, it's um, hopefully they've hit their stride and will uh, keep cranking out Star Wars games for us. And so uh thank you, EA, for giving us more games. Um, and we are very much looking forward to Squadrons, which is coming out in October. Uh, to that end, we got a little like cutscene trailer for the game um this past week out of out of nowhere, and it was riveting and exciting and heartfelt. What did what did you guys think about this uh trailer when you saw it?
2: I thought it was breathtaking. I thought the and I know John Knoll, um, VFX supervisor, was involved in I think just the concepting and story, storyboarding, story, uh, story script of this this short. I think he was involved in a big way, from what I've heard, or what I've read on Star Wars.com. I'm not sure when I read this, but um, I know he was involved, and it, it definitely has that that flair and that uh, and that polish. It it feels like a live action starfighter battle but just almost done in such a degree where it's 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 just so high octane like you would never see this in live action like the the scenes yeah. are just so incredibly <laughs> dynamic and you wouldn't spend this much time adoring the 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 um the flying through space basically yeah. the yeah. flight and i think this this really basks in that flight and the experience of being in space flying around in a tie interceptor, and right. the tie interceptor has now leaped to the top of my list of favorite fighters. Like after yeah. this trailer, like yeah. wow, like that thing just moves in this trailer, and it's the pilot is a fascinating character. I think he's the leader of Titan Squadron. His name's a uh, Varco Gray. Great.
0: There's actually a, yeah.
2: there's actually a really cool um, there's a bio on him. I think in um, the databank, Star Wars databank. So if you go to the Star Wars Nice. You can read more about that character. Super interesting character. Can't wait to meet him in the game. Can't wait to fly a tie interceptor. Can, uh, there is a shot in this where I think just one of the X Wing pilots just slowly turns their head. I am forever sold that any character in Star Wars with a, a Macquarie esque helmet design yeah. can just turn their head slowly and that be the frame and I'll be happy. Like I just, <laughs> that, just a slow head turn. I'm always there for that. It happens in Mando a lot. I think yeah. uh, Favreau and Filoni realized, you yeah, that yeah. Just looks so good. Like, just show me MacQuarie art just in slow motion. I'm fine right. with
1: that. The light, like dancing off the reflective. Oh my yeah. god, <laughs>
2: that shot.
1: Yeah, and also it's like the the, for some reason the tie fighter tie fighter helmets are like the coolest designs. They're definitely yeah. the coolest first order designs. Like first order has some great design, like secreted away. The, the normal stormtrooper is not my fave, but like. All the like, troopers are in the
2: order. It seems like like Apple like yeah.
1: Well yeah, but, but we but, but the TIE sure fighter, things, like I think I, Yeah. I think I told you I went to like a costume like display in Denver, um, and they had like a lot of the uniforms and but like the one that well I was blown away by the Django Fett outfit is actually amazing in person. It may look like read kind of plain and on the uh on the the big screen, but in person it's stunning. Um and then uh, the, the First Order TIE pilot was, like, the greatest thing. Anyways, these it's are
2: pretty good costume. It does look great. cool. And, and that scene looks, in The Force Awakens stands out still yeah. when I think back to yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Fighter looks.
1: Yeah. fighter oh, fighter. Yeah. For, yeah, First Order. But um, anyways, in, in the original trilogy, they're also amazing. Um, And those, those flight seats are so cool because they are all black. It's like the all black um, Stormtrooper outfit. So it's great. Anyways, it looked great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. They they advertised it as a trailer, and I saw it kind of pop up on my on my feed, and I was just like, oh, "All right, I'll watch another trailer." I'm already sold. Don't really need one, but how heck, I'm right. always happy to see more stuff. And then and then it started playing, and it's like seven minutes, and I'm like, "Wait, did I get the trailer and then the reaction video trailer that yeah, they right, on right. YouTube?" As like, and then I'm watching this like, thing. This is like a mini movie that they did, right? It's, it's labeled beautiful. a CG
2: short. Yeah, uh, exactly. Titled "Hunted."
0: Yeah, "Hunted," and it's. Yeah. I mean, so. As Grant knows and I've talked about it on this podcast, I white hat video games pretty hardcore. Like I just have what trouble playing. Mean? I oh. have trouble playing as the bad oh. guy. I have to play as the good guy. I you know, you can watch my watch my entire run through Red Dead Redemption 2 white-hatting it real bad, like really to the point where it's just not fun anymore. And then it's so <laughs> But I watched, is. I watched this trailer, and I and I like, I think I flipped completely. I, I think when we have our squadron, we have to be a squadron of of Tie Fighters. Like I think Ooh, I'm like really the Empire on this, and it's something I realized. I'm like, oh, it's not that I want to be good, and I'm a Browns football fan. I just always want to be the underdog. I always <laughs> want to play as the underdog. And now that the Empire is the underdog. I'm like, I'm all about the Empire. Apparently,
2: that's yeah, awesome. It is fascinating to see that they are the prey in this yeah, in this yeah. it's pretty
0: cool they yeah, have a, nice. they have like a like ma- they have the is it was it the imperial march played in a major chord or something, something in this like that it was yeah. like it was triumph it was this weird yeah. moment of like oh that's such a beautiful turn of that yeah. where it doesn't feel evil anymore right it feels yeah. like
1: yeah valony well, yeah. was the first one to use that um because they had like a uh, empire day celebration on uh, lothal and they yeah, played sure. the major chord Imperial March as like at the celebration. So I think they're like, they're tapping into that a little bit. A little
0: bit. Um, yeah. But it's, I love it's, that this
1: fight started in space and ended up in Atmo. Yes. And it's just like to give you an idea of what you're doing. Now,
2: but but now, I'm wondering if they're overselling the game, though, because I'm wondering, is that yeah, are you going
0: to be able to do that in the game? No. Are you going to be able no, to go in no. Atmo in the well, game? Maybe. Well, I bet there'll be
1: in mo battles, but yeah. I don't know if you're going to be able. But is to there the like
2: space. descend into the atmosphere and the like atmosphere. take out the city, like the capital or whatever? I that, that would be that? so
1: great if like your controller vibrated and like you had to spend like you know ten seconds just like trying to keep your ship together. If you made any sudden movements, you explode or something like that would be. I would be an all in for that.
0: I wonder if similar to Battlefront, um, which you know was it the Supremacy Ben when you kind of go from, um locational location is that the one in battlefront where you're kind of like you're on a, you're down on the ground then you're on a that's ship right. that's right. oh
1: yeah that's supremacy yeah
0: and so but they have the cutscenes scenes right in between that show you getting on the transport and going yeah, yeah, so I have yeah. a feeling we might get the same thing in squadron where there might be you know, like it might start in space then go in atmo because be through via cutscene right where you where yeah. you go through go through that but i I wouldn't be surprised to get take
2: that I'll take that though yeah. so that's what it is it's yeah. like on rails going to atmo. I...
0: I hope it's, I think it's overselling too, but I hope there are at least a few, a few levels where you are just playing an epic dogfight where it's one on one. I mean, that's what I remember for the old TIE fighter. Can you
2: also can you turn off your engines and like decrease your heat signature? Like, I think,
0: yes. I think everything that they're showing here, they're showing him taking over, um, um, Missiles, right? There's a moment where he yeah,
2: that looks like an ability I would consider. That has to be doing, but I don't. Can you turn off yeah. your engines and hide in like
0: a, a wreckage cluster, a cluster of wreckage? Maybe. Also, how dumb is that X X-wing pilot? Why not? Yes, yes. The Tie Fighter may be stranded. What's the harm in blowing it up? <laughs> like why yeah. did they? Like why did he wait? That guy deserved to lose dogfight. <laughs> I was like, I was sitting there going, this tension is false tension, <laughs> right? It was Um,
2: epic nonetheless. It was was There's so so much
1: agility that's involved in this. I I can't wait. I mean, it looks like it's like flight simulator, like really, really dense people. I've subscribed to the squadron subreddit.
0: People are getting so I'm very excited. Great. I realized I didn't answer your question because I don't know the answer, but I bet you can turn off your engines to hide because this game, if anything like the original TIE fighter and if you think about where you, where you see the TIE fighter, you're gonna be very very reliant on your radar, and so it makes sense that you there be movements or ways to hide yourself from radar to drop off people's radar. I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna go phantom and turn off my power constantly. And yeah, just, yeah. I mean that's that'd be an amazing thing to just kind of sit there and wait. Like basically, yeah. I wonder if it's like similar to Battlefront. There's like places you can kind of camp, right? If you can camp. Oh yeah. <laughs> and wait for like squadrons to come by, and then just turn on your engines and just suddenly be behind them.
1: That'd be pretty cool, man. I I, that's the way it's looking to me. It's like and and then you can like increase the complexity of your abilities as you rank up through the single player. Um, and I assume multiplayer too will be able to give you some ranking abilities. So yeah, it was a fun. You you told me it was seven minutes. I would have said two thirty. Yeah, I I just turned it on because I was like, oh, this is a thing, I guess. And just went on the adventure and was like, I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. Yeah. And, and then it, you know, and it ended. And I was like, oh man.
2: It's breathtaking.
1: Yeah. Breathtaking. So this is gonna be a great game. Uh can't wait to play it. a yeah. Couple of weeks.
0: Like two weeks. What really? I October fourth.
1: Was... Fourth? Yeah. Oh, man. I Are know. You guys, did you have you pre-ordered this game, either of you?
0: No. But I will.
1: Because after the doubt, I it, so like... usually pre-order games like I'm just like, I'm in but I just feel like I've been burned a couple times. But I mean, come on.
0: Well, I feel like it's weird. Like if I was buying a physical copy, I'd pre-order, but I don't understand the purpose of pre-ordering something that is does not have a limited quantity.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah, right. That seems sort of silly, but I do kind of there's this giddiness I get from knowing, like I'll, I'll yeah. leave my um, console on like rest mode overnight, and so I know when I wake up the next day, or if like if I have a day off, that it'll be on there waiting for me. And then, I mean, it looks like you get some extra cosmetics, but it's you don't get a lot from pre-order. Yeah,
0: I, I probably will just why not do it, but you know, not to give too much. Like some away of the cosmetics about... are
1: pretty awesome, actually.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not to give away too much of my current life, but I'm I am on the night shift right now. At home, so I'm up from 9 to 4 a.m. Wow. So it's going to be rough because this thing's probably going to go live right at midnight. So I'll be awake and then just sitting there for like Actually, two I'm hours.
1: Say, uh, it's usually 8 a.m.
0: Uh, East Coast time.
1: Oh, that's good. If, that, at least that's, that's what all the updates for uh, Battlefront
0: were. I hope they do that because I'm because that's better for me because I could just sleep <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a normal human.
1: Yeah, but it's like 5 p.m. the day before like British time, like Greenwich Mean. Ah, all right anywho that's good yeah, set your set your clocks and alarms now um because we'll be yeah. we'll be ready for it great what were we gonna call our squadron
2: yeah was what was, it was their name proven wing. With... Proven, proven wing wing. Proven
1: i'm wing. glad you have that on the tip of your tongue nice i've um, got a uh,
2: bunch i've got a bunch going crimson wing we could do i like
1: proven wing man proven wing. Yeah.
2: good. But we can't suck that's the only issue
1: like that's we that's can the, suck at him and we
0: will suck
1: well yeah but then it's like i know yeah we got to get casual jason i don't know if he has a uh uh console but we got to get him in on it's
0: cross-platform though as, I, as far as i know so oh, yeah that's right so we can do it that way yeah. all right so i think casual jason, you're in
1: you're on our wing kid yeah um and yeah anyone else wants to be in our uh, squadron just get at us on instagram yeah. Uh, Twitter or wherever else we are. All right. Um, let's go play that game soon.
2: This is Grex Condax signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Corwald News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you always. Yeah.